Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 903. We'll start off today with a four-word phrase that probably won't surprise anybody. The phrase is, birds are in trouble. And we know that in a very tangible way, thanks to BirdLife International's new State of the World's Birds Report. It summarizes what birds as barometers for the health of the planet can tell us about the state of nature, the pressures on it, existing solutions, and needed solutions. is pretty sobering. The main conclusion is that nearly half of the world's bird species are in population decline, and one in eight is threatened with extinction. The report says the expansion and intensification of agriculture is putting pressure on nearly three-quarters of species, with logging, invasive species, exploitation of natural resources, and climate breakdown as the other main threats, along with many others. Full details on their website, birdlife.org. Meanwhile, we'll bring this down to the backyard level to see what we can all do to help with this problem with our man Mike O'Connor later on today's show. Bird flu update. The current avian flu virus has spread to just about the whole continental United States and has infected at least 99 wild bird species now. A record for any bird flu strain. Everyone's looking now to see what will happen in the fall in terms of uh, ongoing migration. How about backyard birds and whether we should still feed them? uh, Nothing new there. The latest from USDA's National Wildlife Disease Program says pretty much what we've heard for several weeks. There's currently very low risk of an outbreak among wild songbirds. So no official recommendation to take down feeders unless you also keep domestic poultry. As always, it's recommended that we clean our bird feeders and bird baths on a regular basis. On to our mystery bird contest preview. That would uh, that would be our bird there. And our bird is, uh, let me see what it is. I've got it written down here. Exactly. It's a long-tailed, ground-dwelling, chicken-like bird of the desert southwest. Its upper parts are brown and white with heavy streaking on its neck, back, and wings. Its underparts are buff-colored, and it has a shaggy crest. And the male call is what you just heard there. That's our bird in the contest later in the show. I want to get you ready for it to call in when we give the signal a little later. At stake, some beautiful prizes, including a big bag of bird-friendly, shade-grown, fair-trade, certified, organic, that's organic, and delicious birds and beans coffee. And from our friends at Classic Brands, a Droll Yankee's new generation sunflower seed feeder has a powder-coated finish that won't chip or fade, zinc die-cast tops and bases and ports to last a lifetime, and a top assembly easily removed for cleaning and the Droll Yankees' lifetime warranty 
against squirrel damage. So those are all there and the prizes. And we also have uh, maybe a prize from our friends at Wisdom Supply if we get time for our bonus question. Well, speaking of contests, our Make Your Own Swag Contest 2022 is well underway. If you're just hearing about it for the first time, here's how it works. You sent us a request for a beautiful little Talking Birds iron-on patch. And we send you one, or more than one if you like. Then you attach the hat or the, the uh, patch to a hat or a jacket or maybe a backpack or a scope case. And take a picture of yourself or a friend with the patch attached. Send the picture to us. And we'll choose a favorite and award a beautiful prize each week through most of October. And then we'll do a random drawing from among all entries received and award the grand prize of Vortex HD Viper Spotting Scope, valued at more than $1,000. Now here's our week two winner. It's Charlotte and her son Jason from Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. Charlotte sent us a really cool photo shot uh, by Jason. We'll get it on our website there and Facebook page. And Charlotte wins a VIP membership with all kinds of perks to Birdwatching Magazine and is now eligible as our all contest entrance for that beautiful grand prize, Vortex Spotting Scope. We'll announce week three winner on our next show. Next prizes include a $100 Beauty of Books gift certificate, a giant supply of bird-friendly birds and beans coffee, and a $50 certificate for plastic-free office and school essentials from Wisdom Supply. Now the important part. To enter the contest, just send a request for a patch to me, Ray at TalkinBirds.com, Ray at TalkinBirds.com, and no G in Talkin'. We'll send you a patch with full contest instructions, so request your patch today. The address, again, is Ray at TalkinBirds.com, and good luck. Instead of a conservation salute this week, we have a conservation suggestion, courtesy of our own Debbie Bleacher. Voting is one of the best ways to make a difference for the environment. You can do that by voting in the midterm elections on November 8th. Go to vote.gov to register. That's vote.gov. All right, vote.gov it is. Thank you, Debbie. We do have another kind of a salute here. That's a royal salute to our Talking Birds ambassadors, and more we'd like to uh, salute today. We have a whole family, Brian, Bethany, Tommy, and Henry from Plymouth, Michigan. Brian is the dad, and he says, just discovered your show and love it. Tommy and Henry are in fourth and first grade and love talking about birds with their friends or anyone else willing to listen. They're full of fun facts about raptors especially. That is so cool. Thank you, Brian. Brian also just became an official Talking Birds proud plurter, pledging, as I'm sure he already does, to pick up litter while birding. That's plurting, so thanks for that as well, Brian. And thank you, Bethany, Tommy, and Henry. And thanks to Alan Lockhart, who's not far from us here in Somerset, Massachusetts. Thank you so much, Alan, for becoming a Talking Birds ambassador. Easy to do, as Alan and uh, Brian and folks would, I'm sure, attest. Just go to our website, TalkingBirds.com, and click on the Get Involved tab right at the top of the page there. So that's TalkingBirds.com. Still to come today, we'll talk to the executive director of a radio show that, like ours, promotes the appreciation of birds and birding and conservation. Bird Notes' Nick Byard will join us from the great state of Washington. Also today, Mike O'Connor's Let's Ask Mike segment from the archive 
will offer suggestions on how we can help the cause of saving birds by what we do in our backyards. And up next, when is a shorebird not a shore bird? Well, it's when it's today's featured feathered friend presented by uh, Birdwatching Magazine, America's leading magazine for birds. Quite a few bird species are misnamed, like the Connecticut warbler that doesn't breed in Connecticut and isn't a common migrant there, or the Nashville warbler which nests farther north up into Canada and in the Pacific Northwest. But today's featured feathered friend is misnamed in connection with its chosen habitat. It's the mountain plover, which is a bird of semi-arid plains, grasslands, and plateaus, not mountains. It apparently got the mountain descriptor in the 1920s when American naturalist John Townsend saw one near the Rocky Mountains. The mountain plover is a medium-sized shorebird, though one that's generally found miles from water. Pale brown above with a white face, a black forehead mark, and a black line in front of the eye. It's also different from most of its caradrius plover relatives in that it lacks any breast bands. Males and females look alike, though the males usually have a slightly brighter breeding plumage. Here's its song and some calls. Mountain plovers use a typical plover run-and-stop foraging technique, feeding mostly on insects and occasionally scorpions and centipedes. In areas of taller grass, they're known to pump their tail or tremble one foot, probably in an attempt to flush prey such as grasshoppers. For more than a century, the chief survival issue for the mountain plover has been the destruction or conversion of its native habitat and the removal of grazing species like prairie dogs, bison, and pronghorns. The short grass prairie where it once thrived has been largely converted to farmland, but the mountain plover has found some new habitat in grassland overgrazed by cattle. Partners in Flight, which focuses on the conservation of land bird species, includes the mountain plover on its red watch list as a species of highest conservation concern. By the way, this bird's scientific name also provides a misleading mountain connection, Caradrius montanus. It's our featured feathered friend, the mountain plover. Welcome again to our show number 903. Well, Nick Byard first became enamored with birds 17 years ago during a year-long environmental education residency at the Teton Science Schools in Wyoming. He went on to join Peace Corps Paraguay as a volunteer in the environmental education sector, and during his service, he created and co-hosted a trilingual weekly radio show focused on environment and health topics called in English, The Hummingbird's Good News. He's now the executive director of BirdNote, an independent media production company that produces programming about birds and the environment we all share. And he joins us now from Tacoma, Washington. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Greg. Great to be here. Wonderful to have you, uh, Nick. So tell us about or more about BirdNote and how you became part of it and now its leader. Sure. Um, BirdNote's been around since about 2005 when uh, Chris Peterson, 
who was at Seattle Audubon, uh, decided that there needed to be a short radio show about birds. And um, boy, was she right. Um, she sort of, uh, you know, in partnership with uh, the local station, which is now called KNKX, um, Western Washington, uh, lifted this thing off the ground with the help of sound engineers and um, and others, narrators, and um, it it had it became its own nonprofit uh, a couple years after that, um, and has has really grown and kind of kind of taken over um, a lot of the airways across across the country since. Now we're on uh, about 250 radio stations across the U.S. Uh, we're a pretty popular podcast, and um, now we've got long form podcasts as well. And so, uh, in addition to sort of the short, bite sized. Um, flagship show that a lot of people know we've got long form podcasts that allow people to go uh, deeper into issues of, of conservation and, um, you know, love of birds. Mm-hmm. Well, you're doing a series I know of longer pieces now called Threatened, uh, which your website describes as a podcast about answering the call to protect the birds and places we love. Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a podcast that goes goes deeper. It's a field based show, and so it 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 takes the listener out. Oh, I think we've got a little technical uh, difficulty here. I'm going to try to switch over here to this other Wi-Fi network and see if we can get a, a better signal there from Nick. We maybe can continue on here if we can do that. Nick is with us from Tacoma, Washington. We're talking about uh, Bird Note, and uh, I'm hoping we can connect back with him in uh, a moment or so here. Do you want to take a quick break and then come back to Nick when we uh, fix the connection? That sounds like a good idea. All a right. quick break, and then uh, we'll come back to... Oh, I think, wait, I think I think we've got him back here again. Are you there, Nick? I am here, yes. All right, we can continue, continue on. Sorry about that. So, no, no, sorry yeah. on my end. So um, we were talking about Threatened. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the field-based reporting from that show, um, our host, Ari Daniel, uh, takes us to different parts of the world and um, different bird conservation topics. And the last season we just released over the summer was um, on Hawaii Hawaii and uh, bird species um, that are at risk and, and some of the conservation success stories that, um, that uh you know, that, that folks can discover on the Hawaiian islands. And then in January, we're going to be releasing uh, a season on Puerto Rico. And so this year, uh, you know, this, this year, next year, kind of the focus is island habitats. Um, so it's really, um, it's been great. And, and the, the Puerto Rico episodes are going to be dual, dual language episodes. And so we're going to release in English and in Spanish, which is something new for us. And we're, we're really excited about yeah, uh, I think both of our shows have a strong focus on inclusion, and as you're in- indicating there, one example of that is um, uh, what you call bird note in Spanish. So that's a that's a whole other new thing, right? That's right. Yes, we've um, just launched last September this this past month. Um, bird note en español. It's its own podcast feed, and we've got a few Spanish language radio stations who that have picked it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and our host, Camila Garcon, does the episodes in English uh, and then the episodes in Spanish and the Spanish episodes release um, every week. And that's something we'd love to continue. Um, you know, we, we've had this, the English language show for, for 17 years plus, And we just think that opening this up to 
primarily Spanish-speaking audiences just would be wonderful because mm-hmm. a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, the birds that we talk about are birds that are found in, in the backyard of you know, folks, uh, you know, throughout the Americas. Um, and so just being able to create that sort of cross-continental uh, community and connection uh, is something that I think is, is really important, especially when we think about um, our conservation efforts and a lot of the work of our, our partner organizations, BirdLife International and and ABC and others um, that are working, you know, across across these different borders. Mm-hmm. We're really short on time, Nick, but if you could give us a, a quick uh, bit about Bring Birds Back. Yes, Bring Birds Back is a, it's a, it's an amazing podcast hosted by Tanija Hamilton, who, uh, who lives in Georgia, and she has uh, sort of modeled her entry point into, into birding uh, from the pandemic onward. And, and she covers uh, really important topics about how to protect birds, how to bring birds back, um, how to find your birding community, how to, she actually talked to uh, Freya McGregor of Talking Birds uh, for an episode about uh, disabilities access, um, who belongs in birding, you know, the uh, bird names for birds uh, movement, which is a really important uh, initiative. And uh, we're going to be Continue onward with uh, with Tanaja's journey um, this this winter and um, and into next year. All right, Nick Byard is the executive director of BirdNote, an independent media production company that produces programming about birds and the environment. We share. You can find uh, more about it at birdnote.org. Nick, thanks for being with us, and uh, I hope we'll talk again soon and maybe talk to you about that trilingual radio program. You I would love it. <laughs> All right, Nick Byard. <laughs> Here with us on Talking Birds, and up next, it's our Mystery Bird Contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more or if you need help choosing your next optic, Give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. The sound of our mystery bird. It's a long-tailed, ground-dwelling, chicken-like bird of the desert southwest. Its upper parts are brown and white with heavy streaking on its neck, back, and wings. Its underparts are buff-colored, and it has a shaggy crest. The male's call sounds uh, like what you just heard there. This bird can move really fast, not uh, flying so much, but on the ground, chasing after scorpions and all kinds of things and lizards and eating whatever it feels like eating pretty much there. That's our mystery bird. Beautiful prizes include a big bag of bird-friendly, shade-grown, fair-trade, certified organic and delicious birds and beans coffee, and a Droll Yankees new generation sunflower seed feeder with a lifetime warranty against squirrel damage and a top assembly that's easily removed for cleaning, which is kind of important because uh, cleaning our feeders, uh, I guess we all know, is very important. So prizes there, clues, and the sound of our 
Mystery Bird, we have a bonus prize awaiting, too, if we get to our bonus question. But the key thing is to give us a call here as soon as possible at 781-837-4900. Time of the essence, as usual here, 781-837-4900 is the number to call. And coming up next, it's an archived edition of Let's Ask Mike, but uh, talks about a topic very close to what we uh, introduced the show with this morning. Let's Ask Mike in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology. From field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautiobooks.com B-U-T-E-O Beautiobooks.com Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. In 2023, join us in Iceland, land of fire and ice, or go beyond the beaches in the DR. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talkin' Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit QuestNatureTours.com today. Birds and much more, guaranteed. So back to that story of the 3 billion bird population decline in North America, but now in the very local backyard level. In other words, what can we regular folks do about it, if anything? Let's ask a man who has about 3 billion birds in his backyard. That would be <laughs> Mike O'Connor from the that's, famous... That's what my life list is up to. Is up to 3 billion? Wow. Yeah. Oh. So, Mike, yeah, so we've lost this frightening number of birds over the last uh, 50 years or so, and uh, we feel a little helpless sometimes. Well, what can we do about it? But there are things we can do on the very Yeah, yeah there certainly level. are. And, and I had a couple of customers, a lot of customers, talk about this. And, and one of them particularly said, okay, I'm kind of giving up on the national, even the local level, in terms of, you know, right now the uh, political climate isn't pro-environment for whatever reason. So what can the, each individual do? And you, you mentioned this, you know, at the top of the show. It's Cats are a huge problem. Hundreds and millions of birds are killed by cats constantly. So if you have a cat, it's a house cat, keep it in the house, please. If you want to do something to, to protect wildlife, especially birds, control the cats. That's, you know, that's, that's what each individual can do is control... Not just cats, but dogs. Dogs are becoming the second problem in my mind. Dogs, you know, and when I grew up, when you grew up, we had a dog in the backyard. It was fine. Now everybody has to parade their dog around the town, through the woods. Everybody goes, takes their dog through every environmental trail there is. And it seems like a nice thing. It seems like a healthy outdoor thing. It's not necessarily. No matter how many times you have leash laws, people let their dogs run loose. There used to be a habitat right down the street where it was full of horn larks. Now people let their dogs run loose there. The horn larks are gone. An Australian study. So even leash dogs, where they go through wild habitat, you know, just conservation area, they walk their dog, which seems like a nice thing. Mm-hmm. The population of birds dropped by 40% because birds don't want to nest where there's the endless stream of predators walking through. So... You know, if you have a dog, take it to a soccer field. Take it to a, an area that's already been compromised. Don't take it to this wonderful habitat that you think is a nice thing. It doesn't really help. It, it, it's not really helpful to the wildlife. Window strike, we talk about that all the time. I know I sound like a guy mad me and yelling on the phone right now. I'm sorry. But we talk about window strikes. You know, get some of the stickers. Um, 
that's a that's another huge problem. You talk about big big buildings and everything, but your own house. If you lose one bird a year on your house, multiply that by all the buildings in the in the world. It, it's, it's a big problem. So go out and buy some stickers, or even make your own. I take a suction cup and I take a streamer and I stick it on the window, and the streamer blows around. It's homemade and it's helpful. My wife hates it, but I don't care. It's really, really, really helpful. You know, in terms of keeping the birds off the uh, protected from the windows. And, and lastly, when you do your yard work. Stay away from the big box stores. Go to a local nursery and talk to them about native plants. Just don't grab something that looks that's on sale and looks pretty. Go to a nursery and say, I want native plants that's going to attract insects because the insect population is dropping too, and that's what these birds feed on. And so get something that belongs in the area and that, that'll supply insects and it'll help the birds. And I'm sorry I was yelling. <laughs> that's all right. You, you'll, you'll, you'll calm down. You should buy some bird seed too and bird feeders. <laughs> better, right? <laughs> yes, that's what everybody should do, actually. Thank you, Mike. Okay, we'll talk next week, Ray. All right, Mike O'Connor there at the legendary Bird Watchers General Store on Cape Cod. We're back here to the Mystery Bird Contest right after this important message. Birdwatching Magazine has a new membership program. Benefits include detailed bird ID articles from Ken Kaufman and David Sibley, tips and stories about bird photography, access to quarterly e-workshops on identifying and photographing birds, and complimentary print and digital subscriptions to Birdwatching Magazine. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com slash memberships. Returning to the bird, uh, the uh, mystery bird. That's it, the mystery bird contest. There's the sound of our bird, that uh, desert bird running across the desert, grabbing scorpions and lizards. What is it? 781-837-4900. Caroline is near us in Situate, Massachusetts. Good morning, Caroline. Good morning. Good morning. What do you say about that mystery bird? California quail. California quail is a... No, that, that is not it, but you sounded very confident. You, confident. you almost convinced us there. Mm-hmm. Well, he was supposed to run fast. <laughs> That's true, yeah. yeah. Thank you. We'll try us again, all right? All right, and please right. send me okay. more cards. More ambassador cards. All right. Thank you, Caroline. You're welcome. Have a great day, All right. right. You too. We go to Jason in Concord, New Hampshire. Good morning, Jason. Morning, Ray. How's it going? Doing well, thank you. You heard some clues, and you even heard a guest there. What do you think, that mystery bird? I think it's the greater roadrunner. The greater one, not just any old roadrunner either. The greater, no. <laughs> the greater <laughs> roadrunner is correct. Nice job on that. We have a bonus question here. Would you like to? Uh, would you like to give uh, give that a try? Why not? We just have a little extra time. Here it is. Uh, so. Bamboo, a versatile plant that can serve as a sustainable and biodegradable alternative to fossil fuel-derived materials, is said to be the fastest-growing plant on the planet, capable of growing at up to how many inches per day? Would it be A, 3 inches, B, 15 inches, C, 35 inches, or we don't know, we're bamboozled by this question? That would... (laughs) <laughs> oh, sorry about that, but uh, yeah, those are the yeah, those are the choices there. What do you what do you think? Well, I don't. I have no clue, so I'll just mm-hmm. go right down the middle with fifteen. Fifteen inches? No, believe it or not, it's thirty-five wow. inches. That's. I mean, wow. they. I, I've I've read. I don't know if this is literally true, but I've read that you can actually see this growing. That's how fast it no grows. Kidding. And I guess it makes sense if it grows 35 inches in one day. 
Um, yeah. I guess more maybe, than an inch an hour. Yeah, it's pretty pretty incredible. Wow, that's incredible. Unless right? we made so, this whole yeah. thing up. No, we didn't make this up. I, I promise. <laughs> but yeah, bamboo is an amazing material, usable for all kinds of things um, that you you might not uh, think of. Replacing, you know, uh, non sustainable items, um, even like for straws. We don't like those plastic straws very much. So uh, bamboo straws. Yeah, we, we, we've got a toddler, uh, and all of the uh, kind of toddler flatware or dishes and stuff is uh, all bamboo, I guess, these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool. Nice, nice to hear. Jason, thank yeah. you. Stay on the line there. We'll get your info and send you those prizes. Thank you very much. Huge right. fan of the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Up there in Concord, New Hampshire, identifying the greater roadrunner. Uh, just a quick reminder about our Make Your Own Swag contest before we uh, wrap up our show this morning. If you'd like to enter the contest, just send a note, an email, and say, send me a patch. And we'll do it. And then you send us a picture of your patch attached to your hat or jacket or pretty, mu- pretty much anything. Ray, uh, email it to ray at talkingbirds.com, ray at talkingbirds.com. Have some fabulous prizes. That is it for our show today. Thanks for listening, and see you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod, birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautyo Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com.